the internet's home for Motown, soul, and great rock and roll. Skypilotradio.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Using free speech to free minds. It's the David Knight Show. Good morning. It's Wednesday, August the 28th, 2019. I'm David Knight, your host. At the top of the Drudge Report, we have an article by Yahoo, and it's a report that comes out of the European Union's Chamber of Commerce in China. And they're talking about how the social credit system is now going to be applied to corporations. And it's pretty amazing when you look at this because what they are demanding is that not only domestic companies, not only Chinese companies, but also any foreign companies that want to do business with them are going to have to install surveillance cameras in their premises and share the data. An American company, you want to do business with China, you install surveillance cameras in your American company and you share the, gu- the, the video with the Chinese government. And I got to say, if they'd had the system in place, Jeffrey Epstein would still be alive, right? <laughs> we have surveillance everywhere. And yet we're told, oh, we don't even have the hall camera for Jeffrey Epstein. What a joke that is. But what a joke this is, quite frankly. They're going to have at least 300 different factors where they're going to be evaluating corporations. And let me tell you something. Uh, this is rolling out very, very rapidly. It is rolling out where they are now pushing this social credit system on foreign companies. They're pushing it through their partners in social media. Their American partners, Google, Facebook, Twitter, others, are very eager to do business in China, and they will do whatever China demands. Just look at the uh, secret uh, evaluation system at uh, Google, the Dragonfly, that was uh, exposed last last year by a whistleblower. Uh, They are compliant because they want to be able to do business there. And there's going to be a lot of American companies who will comply with that because they want to do business with China. And when you look at this, do you think that the Wall Street Journal, do you think that all of the people who are whining about President Trump's trade war, do you think they're going to complain about this? No, just the cost of doing business to surveil on you. Quite frankly, American banks, as I pointed out, have been doing this to their customers for years. That's one of the reasons why Mark Zuckerberg believes that he can have a global currency. He even said in his white paper, we can create a global ID. We you know, we know our customer better than anybody knows anyone. And they set up the banking system decades ago to be a surveillance system on Americans. The U.S. government did. And so why wouldn't they choose? Libra. You even had the outgoing Bank of England chairman, Mark Carney, at the real meeting, the one that the mainstream media, the one that Fox News and CNN and MSNBC completely avoid talking about, the Jackson Hole meeting. The comments made by Mark Carney saying we have to get rid of the the U.S. currency as the world's reserve currency. We need to go to a cryptocurrency or something like that, you know, kind of like uh, Mark Zuckerberg's Libra coin where they can monitor everything. 
And it would allow them to adjust their balance sheets by wiping out the dollar as well. But uh, you better watch out for your uh, balance sheet here in the United States. It will be absolute economic chaos if they do that. Meanwhile, President Trump is focused on Powell and whether or not he will raise or lower interest rates. That's not the real issue. The real issue isn't who is head of the Federal Reserve at the moment or who is head of the FBI at the moment or any of the rest of these. It's these institutions that are corrupt to the core. Uh, It is a misdirection to focus on the people who are currently in charge of this. That's just a game of musical chairs. The institution continues, and it continues to get more and more corrupt. But as we come back from this break, we've got to take a quick break. As we come back, I'm going to show you how the social credit system has been used directly now, directly by the American government for the very first time, for the very first time. And uh, it's, it's pretty amazing when you look at this and how rapidly this is rolling out. Not that it's happening, but how rapidly it is happening. How does a country go bankrupt uh, morally and spiritually? Uh, slowly and then rapidly, very rapidly. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. The truth is a revolutionary act. And now, The David Knight Show. Good morning. It's Wednesday, August the 28th, year of our Lord, 2019. I'm David Knight, and it's time to wake up. We have an article at the top of the Drudge Report from Yahoo talking about how foreign firms are now going to have to install surveillance cameras in their foreign premises and feed the information back to the Chinese government so it can determine whether or not you are acceptable for doing business with them. You see how rapidly this is expanding? And as I said, when we look at what happened in Hong Kong with the social credit system, you know, within China, the government directly controls your ability to work, your ability to move, and so forth. And so they can directly apply those penalties to the people in China, as they have been doing. When we go to Hong Kong, however, we can see that they were applying the same types of tactics that have already been applied here in the United States. They looked at People on social media, they looked at people who were had their picture taken, who were protesting in the street. They said, uh, we have identified this person as being an employee of your company, Cathay Pacific, one of the biggest and best airline companies in the world, a flagship carrier out of Hong Kong. And they were very upset because the CEO, who happens to be English, did not fire these people. And so they said, well, we're going to fire you. We're going to put you on a blacklist. You're not going to be allowed to do business with China. And, I mean, that's a pretty big deal when you're a Hong Kong carrier and you can't fly into China. That puts you out of business. And so what they eventually did was they forced the firing of the CEO, of the number two, of the head of the flight attendants union, all of them gone. Why? Because they did not punish people who were protesting the Chinese government's policies. And I said, this is not that different from what we see in the United States. I'm going to explain to that, uh, explain that to you in just a, a moment here. But first of all, what is this new tactic that is now being rolled out by the Chinese? Because now they're going to be applying pressure to other foreign corporations in the same way that they did to Cathay Pacific. But now they're going to extend it into Europe, into America. 
you want to do business in China? Well, you give us all your information and you uh, let us see whether or not you love China enough. I mean, we've seen this kind of implicit pressure applied to Hollywood, to the big internet search engines like Google and the social media companies like Facebook, and now they're going to be applying it to everyone. Under this new system for ranking businesses, both foreign and domestic companies, reports Yahoo, will be required to install surveillance cameras in their premises and share the data with the Chinese government. They'll also be rated on their tax record and on compliance with a range of existing laws, including customs or environmental regulations. Those who violate the rules will be placed in blacklists and subjected to immediate and severe punishment, quote-unquote, said the European Union's Chamber of Commerce in China. This is a report that was published this morning. Sanctions are not limited to penalties, but they also include more frequent inspections. In other words, harassment that you do to businesses, right? More frequent inspections, custom delays, not getting subsidies or tax rebates. And, of course, public shaming. Mm. The corporate social credit system could mean life or death for individual companies, said the president of the EU chamber. The overwhelming absence of preparation by the European business community is deeply concerning. Each company operating in China is already being assessed against at least 300 different specific rules, ranging from emission levels to workplace safety and complaints against their products on e-commerce platforms or government documents. Uh, They said the system will involve the unprecedented demand that all businesses have to install surveillance cameras on their premises and transfer huge amounts of data and footage back to Chinese government officials. Uh, One individual who is head of a Berlin-based consultancy who co-authored the report said dozens of companies have raised concerns about the sheer volume and the depth of data that needs to be shared with the government. They're worried about how this data will be handled and whether business secrets will be leaked. Oh, of course they would never steal any of your business secrets. Let me tell you something. For the longest period of time, the China price has had a number of elements in it. And, of course, the most obvious one that is always talked about is cheap labor or slave labor. There's also the unequal tariffs, which President Trump is tackling right now. There's also the currency manipulation that President Trump is talking about right now. But stealing company secrets, stealing business secrets, outright piracy and copyright violations has long been a uh, very essential part of the China price. And that's one of the reasons why you you do business in China, you would have a Chinese government partner. And they would be able to see all of your business information. And now they are extending that via this corporate social credit pressure system. They're extending that into watching everything that you're doing inside your business in the foreign country. So it isn't just uh, watching and stealing from you in the country. As a matter of fact, uh, General Motors got hit with that once. They had a very small, compact car that they had custom designed for the Chinese market. And they had to have a Chinese customer. And about three months before they were about to roll out their car... Lo and behold, there was an exact clone that was rolled out by a wholly owned Chinese company owned by the Chinese oligarchs, and uh, they beat him to the market and shut that down. That's how these guys operate. 
And it's gotten so bad. They've had a lot of companies who have had their products. You know, they decide they will have their products manufactured in China. China has the ability. The, the Chinese government has the ability then to essentially steal the packaging and completely replicate it. And so you've had liability situations uh, very tough for the American companies or the European companies. One in particular, somebody making brake pads, and they just made them with paper, a very inferior product, essentially. But they had all of the packaging exactly the same as the real brake company. It's just that the product itself was garbage. And so then... Not only did they steal from the company, but then the company finds that it is in some very serious litigation issues with people who say, <laughs> these brakes uh, crashed my car, killed my family member, whatever, because they did business with these criminals. Now, I said well, I was going to show you how this is being applied here in the United States. I've got two examples, as a matter of fact. One of them just happened, as reported uh, this morning by RT. A Palestinian, listen, liberals, you don't like uh, you know, censorship and you don't like the way Facebook is being used or actually do like the way it's being used against InfoWars and so forth. Uh, maybe you won't like this, how it's being used. Palestinian Harvard freshman is barred from entering the U.S. Why? Because they looked at the Facebook posts of his friends, of his friends. Uh, he was deemed inadmissible by U.S. Customs and Border Patrol sent back to Lebanon on Friday night. And why? It wasn't because of anything that he posted. It was because of what his friends had posted uh, that contained political points of view that oppose the United States. Is this any different from what China is doing? Absolutely not. You see, the censorship and the social credit scores that are being done here in the United States, as we saw with the shameful hearings in the Senate and Congress in the United States, why... They asked the social media people, why is this post from InfoWars or Alex, why is that trending? How, would, how could you allow that to happen? Oh, can we talk behind uh, closed doors, uh, uh, Congressman, after, after this is over? And you saw little Marco Rubio pretending that he didn't know, lying, of course, as he usually does. They didn't know Alex Jones and yet demanding – that you have, uh, we, we got to do something about the censorship of conservative views. And uh, I want to know from uh, you people in social media, what are you going to do to make sure that you do what we tell you and not what the Chinese government tells you? Because, see, there isn't any difference between what they're telling them and what the Chinese government is telling them. They want them to censor people based on their political views. It's just they want them to censor them based on what, who they say they want censored. We'll be right back. An InfoWarrior fan-favorite formula, Survival Shield X2, continues to lead the way into the next generation of super high-quality nascent iodine formulas. Derived from ancient sea salts found more than 7,000 feet below the Earth's surface, every drop of Survival Shield X2 contains 650 micrograms to keep you in your prime form. Even today, iodine deficiency remains a serious problem, with the World Health Organization estimating that nearly 50 million people still suffer 
suffer from some kind of mental impairment related to iodine deficiency. That's why it's so important that you try Survival Shield X2, the only source of 99.999% ultra-pure deep-earth iodine crystals exclusively available through InfoWars Life at an extremely affordable price. Discover the shocking facts behind nascent iodine and secure your bottle today while supplies last at InfoWarsStore.com. It's just heavy, heavy, heavy. Make no mistake, it's, we're not in Kansas anymore. We're not in Kansas anymore. If you have a corrupt media, you don't have a democracy. I don't think we've seen division like this in America since Vietnam. Because it's a form of fascism. The High Court will examine free speech rights and social media. Multiple online platforms have now taken down content associated with Alex Jones and Infowars. First they come for Alex Jones. Everyone else like dominoes would fall. We're not in Kansas anymore. You can't watch this. The movie. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Welcome back. I said I'm going to give you two examples of how we have social credit systems being imposed here in the United States as it is now metastasizing out of China. Of course, they've been helped in all of this with uh, American technology companies on the Internet and elsewhere, very eager to make profits off of the burgeoning surveillance state and the police state. It's going to be a bigger profit center for these people than the military-industrial complex. And it's a wide-open field. I mean, the military-industrial complex, if you want to get into that business, I mean, it's, it's pretty much a, a closed club. You know, you've got a few companies that make very, very complicated, very, very expensive products. And even if you had a better idea, it's going to be pretty hard to penetrate that veil. Yeah, intercontinental ballistic missiles, you're going to start building those in your garage. <laughs> Even if you could, you're not going to be able to buy enough congressmen and senators to get a deal there. That's a closed thing. But the military-industrial complex, uh, even though it's closed, you still have that side business there of the police state, surveillance state, and that's wide open for any small burgeoning entrepreneurs. And they're more than willing to sell you out to sell out your freedom, to sell your data, your privacy, your liberty, to sell the Constitution, the Bill of Rights down the river. They're already doing it in China, and now the Chinese government is saying, hey, you want to do business in China? Then um, you've got to take, uh, send us video feeds, and it's just staggering for the European companies looking at this. It's like, what? We've got to put surveillance cameras all throughout our business and send you volumes of information? The volume of data, the bandwidth required for all this stuff is just staggering to them. But they're rolling out 
not just biometric surveillance of their citizens on the street, but now they want corporate surveillance abroad. And that's been a big part of the China price, a big part of their advantage, piracy in China. But will you hear the Wall Street Journal? Will you hear the establishment Republicans complain about China's conduct? Will you hear them say that China is isolating itself with this authoritarian policy? No, you'll hear them say that all about President Trump when he tries to equalize tariffs. President Trump is isolating America in trade. President Trump is pushing people around. They will never, never complain about anything the Chinese do. And Hollywood is increasingly making them out to be heroes and their policies because they want to do business with them as well. And as I point out, we saw this with Cathay Pacific. Now this is rolling out as well. But we're also doing that. The American corporations are doing that. And the American business is directly uh, – American uh, government is directly doing that as well, not just businesses. As I pointed out, uh, for all the people on the left, and I've got one. I've got two examples, one on the left and one on the right. So let's start with the one on the left first because everybody is so blinded by their partisan flag waving that they can't understand basic fundamental principles of liberty anymore. You want to just cancel or censor everybody that you disagree with. Fight them on the street, whatever. You're being used by both the left and the right. They're creating this false dichotomy, this false choice. They're trying to create a civil war here so that you don't stand up and take your freedoms back. That's why they're talking about 1619 and racist this and racist that and tearing down the monuments here. While in China, in Hong Kong, actually, the protesters are tearing down the surveillance poles. No, we're putting them up. We're tearing down the foundations and the memorials to liberty because, quite frankly, liberty is dead. So is the Constitution. So are the foundations of America. They're just now urinating and defecating on them in the New York Times. The final thing that's left is the desecration of the of the graves of the founders. And that's what they're essentially doing. I said to my wife a long time ago, I said, I just don't want to go to Washington anymore. Besides the, the hassle of trying to find a parking space, this is when we lived in North Carolina and we weren't that far away. Uh, besides all that, uh, besides the crowd, the crowds and the traffic and everything else, I said, when you get out here and you start to look around, it's so depressing. Because... You have all these monuments, and uh, it's nothing but a graveyard of liberty anymore. I said they pay lip service to how great this country used to be, but there's nobody left in Washington that believes any of this stuff. And now, after a few decades, they're now tearing down those monuments, those grave markers of that former civilization that we no longer have here in America. Yeah, that's what it looks like right there. That's the last step. Uh, but let's talk about what's happening here in America. So you have this uh, for the lefties out there. you got a Palestinian Harvard freshman. He's got a scholarship. And what happened to him with Border Patrol? Uh, see, this is where they're going to stop. Oh, that evil Border Patrol. Well, they're enforcing government policy, and this is the way it's going to roll out in a number of different places. And it is already rolling out that way with social media censorship, internet censorship, this is already being done by the government. This is just more overt. An immigration official questioned the 17-year-old scholarship recipient for hours about his friend's social media activity. 
after they ordered him to unlock his phone and computer, and they spent five hours searching the devices. He said, I have no single post on my timeline that discusses politics. But it fell on deaf ears. And he said an agent screamed at him. Uh, She said that she found people posting political points of view that oppose the U.S. on my friends list. I responded, I have no business with political posts. And I didn't like, share, or comment on those posts. I told her that I shouldn't be held responsible for what other people post. But she canceled his visa. She told him he'd be deported. And that was after he had been detained for five hours. Thought crimes by his friends. You know, very similar to that Black Mirror episode. If you haven't seen it, you should see it because that's really portrays the fear of a social credit system. It's got a very weak ending. It gets silly at the ending. But uh, the way that they portray it is, is uh, really what is happening right now in China. What is happening at our borders? Our government enforcing that? What is being done to conservatives on social media? By YouTube, by Facebook, by Twitter? Oh, we don't like your friends. We don't like what you have to say. So we're now going to demote you. We're going to shadow ban you, or we may just overtly ban you. Uh, yeah, that episode on Black Mirror was nosedive. That's uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, the daughter of Ron Howard. But um, this is an example of real-life social credit scores being enacted by the U.S. government. You are penalized by the U.S. This guy's penalized by the U.S. government, <clears throat> not because he said anything, but because of his friend's post that he didn't like or didn't share or didn't comment on. So he's banned. Because, you know, if you've got the wrong friends in China on social media, you get banned everywhere. Now we come back, I'm going to talk to the conservatives about what this looks like. We'll be right back. Stay with us. And it's not just social media. this in for two weeks. I've been so busy, I haven't talked about it because I've been covering news. But it's very exciting. It's super silver skin cream. It's got all of these benefits. Too many to mention. But it's revolutionary. It's brand new. People are going to love it. Introducing the new super silver skin cream. Exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. 25% off introductory price. The new super silver skin cream is the best of both worlds. It helps reduce wrinkles and keep your skin healthy. Super silver skin cream is infused with patented silver salt technology. It's used by top hospitals and health clinics to kill off everything from MRSA to Candida fungus. It's also loaded with the best natural ingredients for your skin, like coconut oil, vitamin E, unlike most skin creams. Super Silver Skin Cream is free of BPA, parabens, harsh preservatives, and sulfates. It's got the highly sought-after hyaluronic acid. We have little tubes of it. We have big tubes of it. This stuff is the real deal. Get Super Silver Skin Cream exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com while supplies last. So please check it out. The new products at InfoWarsStore.com, 25% off as an introductory. As we w- You're listening to The David Knight Show. Using free speech to free minds, this is The David Knight Show. 
All right, now we've got one for those on the right. Firearms. Firearms. You understand not only how firearms are being attacked and censored, people who talk about this because of political views are being censored on social media, but it's gone beyond that. Not only has InfoWars been censored, but then, as we pointed out, months later, you had people all across the political spectrum. But the common thing was that they were questioning uh, government narratives. They were questioning also the police and surveillance state. So regardless of where you were on the Democrat-Republican spectrum, or regardless of where you were on the Hillary-Trump spectrum, you got censored if you opposed the police surveillance state, uh, the uh, permanent state of war that we have. You question any of that stuff. They took you out, left or right or libertarian, 800 sites two months later. And then they started coming after people's ability to conduct business, taking away InfoWars' ability to uh, do charges on many different banking systems, shutting down our bank accounts, shutting down our ability to take charges and so forth. And they did it to other people after they did it to us. We've been patient zero. And quite frankly, we've lost our patience here. I don't have any patience for this kind of tyranny. But uh, now they have. there's been a lot of talk by the gun control people. Let's uh, use the banking system not only to attack free speech and the First Amendment, but let's use it to attack the Second Amendment. Been a lot of talk about that. And now it's being pushed yet again by Forbes magazine saying state legislatures can do this. Well, we've had problems with the at the federal level, at the national level. But we can do this with the state legislatures. Let's do it, says Forbes magazine. Let's do it at the state legislatures. You know, Forbes, the people who were slandering Alex Jones over fluoride for so many years. Now they are slandering gun owners and saying that we need act at the state legislature level. And, of course, they have a very long interview with an activist legislator in California about how she can do it and how she can get other people to do this in other states. If they don't like the Electoral College, let's just get all the people together and let's go around the Constitution there. And, again, I really do support the Ninth and Tenth Amendment, and I support the rise of state governments when it comes to taking back the powers that have not been delegated to the federal government. But when you're talking about things like this, when you're talking about protecting the border, those are powers that really have been uh, delegated to the, uh, to the federal government, certainly protecting the border. And when it comes to the Second Amendment, uh, they didn't delegate it to the federal government to protect our gun rights. They just pointed out we have those fundamental rights from God, and you better not do anything about it. Uh, now, that is, those are prohibitions on the federal government. They're not prohibitions on the state government. So if you had a state government wants to take your guns, they can do that. State government wants to take your speech, they can do that as well. And we're told by all these people, and the corporations can now do it, you know, because they're corporations. And because they're big, they can do it. So we have all these different ways that they're slicing away our liberties. And if we don't organize and take them back at the state level, I think it's too late to do it at the federal level. It's too big. The bureaucracy is too big. Judicial tyranny is too big. We're going to have to cut off judicial tyranny at the state level. There is nobody that has the stomach or the ability for doing that at the federal level. And the legislature has abdicated its authority to the bureaucracy. They're not going to take it back either. 
at the federal level. But we can take all this back at the state level. And we've already done it with the marijuana issue, medical marijuana and even recreational marijuana, but especially medical marijuana. We took back those freedoms that were stolen from us, that were usurped from us by the federal government on uh, the behest of the United Nations in 1961. They created the war on drugs. They created the schedule that Richard Nixon copied 10 years later. And now states exercising their Ninth and Tenth Amendment took that back. So there are some things that should be done and can be done at the state level. But as we look at this, if California is going to boycott, and this is very much like what China is doing with their social credit system, right? They're saying, we don't like your politics, and so we're going to shut you down as a business. And California, if it was by itself, has so much economic clout that they would be much bigger than most of the nations of this world by themselves. And so when they come in and say, we're going to regulate cars, all of the car companies say, uh, where do you want us to jump and how high do you want us to jump? And they start jumping through the hoops that California lays out there. And if California comes in and says, if you're a bank and you do business with uh, somebody who sells uh, ammunition or guns, and here's how the list goes. Uh, people who have, um, if you have financial relationships with any gun, ammunition, or accessory manufacturers, you're not going to do business in California. If you have any financial relationships with uh, the NRA or gun owners of America, or even any sponsorships or member benefits provided to NRA members, you'll no longer do business in California. See how this is applying? This is the kind of social credit scores that have been applied. And we've seen this in other ways, right? We've seen Chick-fil-A punished by the left at the San Antonio airport, at the Albany airport. You gave money to the Salvation Army. Salvation Army believes that marriage is between a man and a woman. They believe in a binary viewpoint of gender. How dare you? You will not do business in our jurisdiction. And so now California is going to apply that same type of thing to gun owners. Uh, any you know gun uh, manufacturers, anybody who, uh, if they sponsor anything that has to do with guns, oh, we're going to ban your bank. Just like San Antonio and Albany wanted to ban Chick-fil-A because they donated to Christian groups that supported marriage. And California's got the economic clout that they can pull this off. And it's being pushed, according, it's being pushed by Forbes, very hard in this article by Forbes. And they said earlier this year, not-for-profit organizations such as Guns Down America, the American Federation of Teachers, these are the people who are educating your children if you're foolish enough to put them in a government school. Uh, Colors of Change, Newtown Action Alliance, Survivors Empowered, this is our lane. <laughs> Must be a group of bicyclists. Uh, Violence Policy Center, they all published, they all came together. All these nonprofit organizations conspired together to publish a report called, Is Your Bank Loaded? And they exposed all these American banks and gave them grades on 
whether or not they did business with anybody who had anything to do with manufacturing or selling guns, anybody who had anything to do with the political side of the Second Amendment and demanded that they be censored. Because the American government's applying its social credit scoring system at the border, enforced through social media. Hey, you've got friends that are critical of the American government. I didn't post any of that stuff. I didn't have never posted anything political. And I didn't like or retweet that stuff or comment on it. That's okay. We're not going to let you in the country and your scholarship is gone. Bye. And then you got the radical leftists saying, uh, anybody that has anything to do with firearms in any way, shape, or form with the Second Amendment, we are going to punish them in the business world. How is this any different from what China is doing, quite frankly? And uh, so, again, the rest of the article is focused on this one legislator in California because that's where they believe they can get this done. Even when President Trump comes back and says, we're not going to enforce these radical new corporate average fuel economy mandates that were put in by Obama specifically to make sure that you will not be able to afford or have access to an internal combustion engine. Uh, Even when he does it, the automobile manufacturers come back and say, but we like that because we've already tooled up to go full electric and we're going to go with California's stuff, not with your stuff, President Trump. We'll be right back. Stay with us. It's not only that you have a unique voice in the public arena, in the public square. The other thing that's unique about InfoWars is is it is the only network of this reach that is not backed by a corporate donor or corporate sugar daddy, that's not backed by some billionaire, that's not being funded by a secret foreign government. It is completely independent of all that. It is an old school American 1776 style experiment in the expression of the freedom of press and freedom of speech that, in fact, the founders were so concerned with at the beginning of the country, they actually tried to support and subsidize organizations just like this because this was the kind of press they wanted. And then ultimately, we now live in an era where they've mostly been co-opted by big corporations or billionaire sugar daddies who have been able to control and manipulate what news and views the person is allowed to have or express or hear. And the InfoWars audience has broken through that. They, uh, they are the bridge from the founding to the modern age, ultimate American democracy and freedom. And that's why there's been an unprecedented onslaught of deplatforming, defamation, lawfare and libel targeting you. Serving with InfoWars is a great honor, but I still need my morning coffee. And luckily, our break room at the InfoWars headquarters is stocked full of high-quality InfoWars store Patriot Blend coffee. Grown in the high mountains of southern Mexico, the Chiapas farmers grow 100% organic, non-GMO coffee at the ideal altitude for the perfect cup. A robust coffee with great flavor and mild acidity. There has never been a more important time to support InfoWars. So if you love coffee, and if you want to fight for freedom, then you can help. Order now at the InfoWars store. Sign up for AutoShip and get your own high-quality supply of Patriot Blend coffee delivered right to your door at InfoWarsStore.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The David Knight Show.
Yeah, YouTube's got some cards they're not showing, don't they? We have the YouTube CEO, uh, Susan Wojcicki, I think is the way you pronounce her name. Uh, she said this week, It's more important than ever for YouTube to remain an open platform. Well, I would hope that would be true. I would like to see that happen. And, you know, that really is the solution if the government wanted it. But, of course, the government does not want that. They want them to censor who they want to censor for them. And this is being done at their behest. Uh, you know, this, this whole idea that's being put out by Josh Hawley that we're going to have some arbiter of truth in Washington, how long do you think that's going to take before that goes to the left, even if it started out to the right? Uh, I don't want a repeat of the fairness doctrine. You know, we're supposed to have before, and, and it was only after the fairness doctrine was killed that we had the rise of conservative talk radio. Uh, after Reagan killed that. Now we got Republicans foolishly talking about applying that in the digital public domain. The government should have no role in determining what is true and what isn't, what is allowed and what isn't in terms of speech. And they should not be pressuring corporations to censor. We see this happening, though, in congressional hearings. They were being pressured to censor and for wars, and they did. They're being pressured by the European Union. We want you to censor whoever we tell you to, and we want you to do it in a time certain, and they keep making that time shorter and shorter. Censorship is coming at the behest of the government, and you don't even have to go back and look at the control structures or the relationships or the venture capital boards and their connections to the intelligence agencies. You don't even have to look, go that deep. You can just see it. Just see what they demand in public hearings, see what they demand in public laws. But it becomes very troubling when you look at what's underneath all of this. And so if the government wasn't pushing for them to take down stuff, and look, I understand, there's some stuff that you're not going to want to have on the Internet, but you make very limited and very clearly stated rules, and you have that apply to everybody. Right now, there's this subterfuge that's going on. What is the basis for this person being taken down? We can't even get any explanation. I never got any explanation from YouTube, when the Real News channel was taken down, we had 60,000 followers, uh, put up another channel now just a couple of months ago, and uh, we've got 3,000 followers, 57,000, you're still missing. <laughs> Don't know where we are. I'm telling you, it's that Libertarian on YouTube right now. You can go there because I've been told now by the CEO of YouTube that there is more important than ever for them to have an open platform problem is, and they went on to say, um, even with content that is outside the mainstream, even with content that is controversial or even offensive, so I would think that I'm safe now there, right? <laughs> they never gave me a reason for why they took me down. They said, a complaint has been filed. Your channel is gone. A complaint, not three. See, they don't even follow their own rules. Uh, they would never reply to any of the appeals. They would never give a reason. And they only maintained that there was one incident. But they sent me that email 8,000 times. No exaggeration. They just kept spamming me for over eight months. I mean, not eight months, uh, 8,000 uh, emails. for, And it's about, uh, it about four months that they kept doing that. Anyway, we're back. If you want to find us, if you want to subscribe and share those videos. Uh, this is what she said, as reported by Vox, uh, YouTube's CEO, 
said, uh, can the world's largest video company continue to let its 2 billion users upload anything they want whenever they want? Uh, yes, says the woman who runs the company in a letter addressed to creators on YouTube. The CEO of YouTube said the platform is committing to remaining open because she thinks the upside of that approach very much outweighs the downside. Now, this is one day after, points out Chris Minahan of Information Liberation. He said, this is one day after going on a massive banning spree targeting right-wingers for so-called hate speech. So the day after they went on a banning spree, she puts this out. Yeah, we're going to have a completely open – we're going to – even if we don't like your content, even if it's controversial, we're going to allow you to stay there. Uh, so what do we believe? All right? Especially when she says this isn't a new idea. If she'd said, uh, well, we did this yesterday, but now we got a new idea. How about actually supporting free speech in the digital public square? No, no, no. She said this isn't a new idea. We've always been like this. Okay, as Chris points out, we're reaching levels of propaganda that we never thought possible. Folks, if you want to help us and support us here at InfoWars, as you have done over the last uh, one-plus years, after they banned us, all these companies together, the biggest uh, companies the world has ever seen, all working together to ban InfoWars within a period of 12 hours. Nothing to see here. Just move on, right? Uh, No conspiracy. Nothing evil about that. That's just the free market working. <laughs> That's what reason Cato Institute, the Koch brothers, founded, uh, uh, you know, supplied uh, libertarians, quote unquote, who don't care about God-given rights. Now, they don't believe in God. But anyway, they, uh, they don't care about that. They don't care about your property, your rights, your freedom, your speech. If you do, if you want to be able to see and hear information that they don't want you to see, maybe there's a reason they don't want you to see that. You ever think there's a reason that they don't want you to uh, hear any criticism of the official government stories? Maybe those government stories don't really hold water. Uh, but folks, uh, that's what we do here at InfoWars, and you have supported us, and we really do thank you for that. And one of the ways that we thank you for that is by periodically putting in big discounts at InfoWarsStore.com. Right now, we've got many of our most popular products, 50 to 60% off. As a matter of fact, some of them sold out, like Ultimate Krill Oil. Uh, we got it back in stock, and it is now back at 50% off. BrainForce Plus, my favorite supplement, 50% off. Helps you to focus, helps you to recall. Knockout, our all-natural sleep aid, 50% off. Body Ease, our all-natural anti-inflammatory product, 50% off. Many other products, 50 to 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com. And uh, don't forget, you can also find me on Twitter, Libertarian, YouTube, Libertarian. Let's talk a little bit about uh, opioids, uh, products that are not natural, that are not safe, and not effective. As Rand Paul said after he was in extreme pain from being attacked from behind, many broken ribs. I think it punctured his lung or something, too. I, he was in extreme pain, having difficulty breathing. But as he talked about it, as he had recovered, <clears throat> he and a doctor that was interviewing him on the news, both of them said, uh, he has, you didn't take any opioids. Said, oh, no, stay away from that. And they both agreed that over-the-counter pain medication is just as effective as opioids. As a matter of fact, a lot of people have said CBD is you know, the uh, active component of medical marijuana. Uh, it's the component that does not get you high. THC is the component that does that. But you can breed, uh, selectively extract that component, or you can even uh, breed uh, marijuana plants that have 
little to no THC in it and, and just get the CBD. And so a lot of people have said the CBD is a lot more effective than the over-counter medication. That's why people are selling so much of it. And um, that's why the big pharmaceutical companies are now trying to create their own patented strains of it. But Purdue Pharma now, after we had the Johnson & Johnson verdict out of Ohio. Was it Ohio? Yeah, I think it, I think it was Ohio. And one of the states. I think it was Ohio. Oklahoma, that other O state. Maybe there's other O states. I can't recall. <laughs> anyway, Oklahoma. You're okay, Oklahoma. Because they gave a $577 million judgment against Johnson & Johnson for pushing doctors to push opioids on people. They said, you're responsible for 6,000 deaths and a lot of addiction out there, a lot of misery. And so they hit them with a $577 million fine. And they immediately came back and said, we're going to appeal that. We're not going to, uh, you know, we're not going to uh, pay that and so forth. But Purdue Pharma, uh, which is the maker of OxyContin, uh, and they were really kind of there on the site first, and they've got an even bigger legacy in the opioid epidemic. Uh, they have now offered 10 to $12 billion to settle thousands of lawsuits, and this is uh, – they have their attorneys working with attorneys general in at least 10 different states, and so you've got 10 states, and um, you know they're offering them uh, $10 billion – uh, a little bit more than Johnson & Johnson. They got from one state, Oklahoma, they got a half a billion judgment against them. So they're saying, well, we'll give you on average, you know, a uh, billion dollars per state. Uh, but they're trying to make a, at least, a, a, you know, several thousand uh, lawsuits go away. 2,000 lawsuits. Here it is. Purdue Pharma faces more than 2,000 lawsuits. But as I pointed out yesterday, uh, Johnson & Johnson, these other companies, all they have to do is push some re- patented uh, ketamine through the VA administration to vets. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about the other side of the stem cells and abortion. You will not believe what an abortionist said. Actually used the term baby. Said, I don't have any problem killing babies. Yeah, we'll be right back. It's just heavy, heavy, heavy. Make no mistake, it's, we're not in Kansas anymore. We're not in Kansas anymore. If you have a corrupt media, you don't have a democracy. I don't think we've seen division like this in America since Vietnam. Because it's a form of fascism. The high court will examine free speech rights and social media. Multiple online platforms have now taken down content associated with Alex Jones and Infowars. First they come for Alex Jones, everyone else like dominoes would fall. We're not in Kansas anymore. You can't watch this. The movie. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. Broadcasting with the power of the First Amendment. It's the David Knight Show. Welcome back as we have Forbes magazine cheering on state legislators, especially California, to say we need to come up with ways to boycott 
and you know have a kind of a social credit corporate boycott of any banks that do business with gun manufacturers, gun resellers, or any gun rights organizations. As they're doing that, uh, we've also got um, the organized uh, media that is pushing vaccines on us. So, you know, guns are bad, vaccines are good. So good, in fact, that they're going to take away the liability. Well, why would they have to take away the liability if they're perfectly safe? Why would they have to mandate them if they're very effective? They're neither safe nor effective, frankly. And as we saw with fluoride in the recent report from the Journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA, Pediatrics, talking about the inverse relationship between IQ and fluoride dosage, uh, you had the guy who was the editor of JAMA saying, I I really had a hard time with this. I looked at this headline of the study, and we subjected that to a lot more scrutiny than we typically do, and yet we had to publish it because they were right. He said, for me, before there were the anti-vaxxers, there were the anti-fluoride people. Why would that be? Do you think it might be because you are force-medicating people because you shut down our informed consent? Because there are issues with your product, just like there are with anything, quite frankly. And as I said about fluoride, you want to mandate this for people? You don't want – nobody gets to opt out just like they don't with vaccines? That's really where the commonality is there. It's not that people are conspiracy theorists or that they're being alarmist or that there's a fear campaign. Uh, We don't like you shoving something in our arms or down our throats that we know has negative side effects and doing it without our consent. That's the problem. It's called – Tyranny, medical tyranny. And it's being done by the state in America. Uh, Frankly, we've been telling you, it's not the first study. We've had many other studies. They like to pretend that's an outlier, the only study. No, there's Harvard studies. There's other studies that have been done. Same thing was done. uh, This JAMA study was done in Canada. We had one that was done in Mexico, showed the same results, pregnant women and so forth. A Harvard study was a very, very large study Uh, that uh, looked at correlations in China, uh, correlating uh, high dosages of fluoride with lower IQ points across China. Uh, A lot of studies that were put together. So it was kind of a metadata study. Uh, And when you put something in the water supply, how do you control the dosage? That's what they come back and say, well, you know, we've lowered our standards now. You know, they used to be up that high, but now we've lowered them recently. Why? Because they knew it. They knew it. They knowingly did this because they knew it. But now we've lowered it. And now you can continue to take this toxic waste that we pay the corporations to take. Uh, No, no. When we look at this, though, we look at the anti-vaccine. That is now the uh, tip of the iceberg. We really haven't stopped fluoridation yet. Uh, That is up to individual jurisdictions because that's where the Toxins are dumped into the water supply where you cannot control what the dosage is going to be for people. That is another fantasy. You know, they keep pushing back. Oh, the doses aren't that high. Well, you know, how do you know what dosage anybody is getting? As I point out, the dosage that kills a human, an adult uh, human, is only one-sixth of what kills a child. So are you going to give them both the same dosage? 
You know, if you apply it to your teeth, uh, do you swallow your toothpaste? Oh, there's warnings about that on the toothpaste, too. But let's talk about what's going on with Andy. Vaccine activist, as MSN is very, very happy to report, an anti-vaccine activist, they said, assaulted a California vaccine law author. Oh, yeah, this is uh, uh, Dr. Senator Penn. Uh, He's not just authoring laws. He is a full-on tyrant. We'll talk about what's behind that when we come back. Stay with us. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. In a world of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. And now, The David Knight Show. Welcome back. We have the headlines from MSN.com telling us that an anti-vaccine activist assaulted a California vaccine law author. Police have filed charges against him. This is another instance of radically different standards for different people based on their political beliefs. Uh, We have Pan, Richard Pan, a doctor who is now a state senator in California, and he has been the uh, vaccine mandate activist in California. You know, when we look at all these opioids situations, half a billion dollars in Oklahoma, 10 to 12 billion dollars, Purdue Pharmaceuticals trying to buy their way out of it and other places. Would would any pharmaceutical companies ever sell or push drugs that are harmful for you? Of course not, right? All of these lawsuits and concerns about opioid overdoses and death and addiction, all that kind of stuff being pushed for profit by big vaccine, com- uh, big pharmaceutical companies, that's just uh, your fantasy, right? And the government would never mandate anything that they knew was harmful, right? Like fluoride or like vaccines, right? This is all just conspiracy theories. And, you know, the vaccines are so safe and effective that they gave them Liability protection. Why do you have to do that if it's so safe and effective? You see, they're talking about billions of dollars for opioid epidemics, but nobody will ever talk about the vaccines. And if you do, you are identified as somebody who is hateful, who needs to be banned on social media, on YouTube and other places. You'll be vilified in the same media that is now vilifying this anti-vaccine activist that they said committed assault. We'll talk about that assault aspect of it in a moment. But why is it that you have no... Liability at all. These companies who manufacture li- vaccines have no liability for any damage that they cause. And as I've said before, even if the vaccines were 100% safe, 100% effective, what if they had some kind of a, an error in manufacturing the vaccine? Oh, they still have no liability. How is that possible? How is that possible? Uh, they're lying to you about their liability, quite frankly. Uh, We've had billions of dollars handed out by a secret court in arbitration. They try to keep it secret from you. The vaccine master hands out this stuff to some people. If you find out about it and if you want to fight them for years, you can get a judgment that is very, very small from this arbitration court. It's not going to stop these people from not only manufacturing their vaccines, but mandating that the, uh, using the government to mandate that you use their product, that you buy their product. This is why there are so many vaccines for everything. This is why there are mandates for this, because they have no liability, unlike opioids, unlike everything else that they make. They have no liability. Unlike every other product that everybody makes, they have no liability. 
You had those two kids die instantly in Samoa a year ago. And they came back and said, well, the vaccines are not a problem. It's not a problem for the hospitals. Even We think that maybe this wasn't stored properly, refrigerated properly. Well, there's another risk factor, right? What if the manufacturer doesn't store it properly or manufacture it properly? Oh, well, they will never have any liability. And they'll protect the hospitals as well. It'll be the nurses who get hit who are administering that. That's what happened in Samoa. And so this story that MSN is putting out there to try to make people who oppose government medical tyranny mandating without your informed consent that you must take something for which nobody can ever be punished if they harm you. Uh, This is uh, Richard Pan, the Democrat, Sacramento, a doctor, a medical shill. He is pushing vaccines just like these reprehensible doctors pushed opioids on people. He was pushed from behind, poor thing, uh, by a guy, uh, Kenneth Austin Bennett. This guy had formally uh, challenged the senator in a 2018 primary. He had also filed a recall petition against Pan earlier this year. He was filming live on Facebook, and as he lost his temper and shoved him from behind, he said, well, I probably shouldn't have done that. Now, as they're trying to make this into, look at these hateful, radical anti-vaxxers out there, even MSN says, uh, Pan was not injured in the attack. He was walking with another Democratic Assembly person, right, during that. And uh, Bennett posted on the video with a caption, yes, I pushed Richard Pan for lying, for laughing at us, and for treason. He is the one who is assaulting. He is assaulting children with his mandates. Because not only did he get his 2015 vaccine-mandated bill through, and of course, as we were reporting on that and following it, it was absolutely shameful how they shut down anybody who wanted to give their experience of what had happened with their family, their children after they've been vaccinated. Oh, no, you're not going to be allowed to talk. They had people lined up around the California Capitol. Not, you're not going to be allowed to talk. Only Richard Pan, the shill for the big pharmaceutical industry that's already been given liability, now they've been given a monopoly on speech. Only he'll be allowed to speak, right, the people who support this. Uh, Pan is now pushing another bill that would further tighten California's vaccine laws. And... Um, as these people uh, with MSN and the Democrat Party are saying, when violent rhetoric is used, assaulting a public official is the logical next outcome from violent language. Oh, really? Really? Do they really believe that? If they really believe that, don't you think there'd be some investigations into the Sisterhood of Traveling Burkas as they incited violence against an ICE facility? The guy was killed because he was trying to kill ICE agents. Uh, what about all the times that we see on social media, all of the different Hollywood celebrities and so forth, constantly threatening President Trump? Madonna just did it. Uh, do these Democrat officials really believe that? No, no, no. It's a good thing when you threaten violence against your political enemies like President Trump for them. As Gateway Pundit pointed out, Madonna changed the lyrics to her holiday song, uh, something that I don't know. I haven't listened to Madonna uh, ever. You know, I couldn't avoid her back in the 80s, but she's not uh, anything anymore. Uh, she's got some song called Holiday. She changed the lyrics. She sings about assassinating President Trump in front of her children, and she puts that out as a social media thing, and that's okay. 
say, we just had these Democrats say because a guy got upset and he pushed the guy from behind. Touch, don't touch me. That's assault, right? Oh, yes, he should be punished, severely punished for that. We can't have any violence like that or any violent language. And yet it's okay for Madonna to talk about assassinating President Trump. It's not the first time. In 2017, she said that she had thought about blowing up the White House. And now, this last week, she posted a video singing about assassinating President Trump. Well, if that's not enough, you look at this picture of her, this witch. I mean, it's just amazing. Silver teeth, a black hat, and this kind of wicked smile. Uh, If that's not enough, you've got a Democrat fundraiser featuring a simulated Donald Trump assassination. And uh, this is a fundraiser for a prominent Illinois state senator featuring the simulated assassination of President Trump, Mark Maxwell, a Capitol Bureau chief and anchor for WCIA, WCIA, a CBS TV affiliate. I wonder where they came up with those call letters. <laughs> Are they affiliated with CNN? WCIA. Anyway, they're in central Illinois. Uh, and this guy is a conservative, I think. He, he tweeted out photos of the staged assassination. It featured a man decked out in Mexican garb wearing a Donald Trump mask and pretending to be shot in the chest by a man holding a fake assault weapon. Uh, This is um, part of a $250 minimum fundraiser that's being held for the candidate, a powerful Chicago area Democrat, reports Breitbart. And then Sandoval eventually apologized for that, eventually. He said, the incident that took place is unacceptable. I don't condone violence toward the president or anyone else. I apologize that something like this happened at my event, he said, uh, sending a statement back to WCIA. But this same candidate can also be seen in another photo posing with the man in the checkered shirt who held the machine gun. So, yeah, some, you know, move along. There's nothing to see here. And no concern. It's only when you have a conservative who shoves somebody because he is shoving vaccines into kids' arms without their parents or their consent. Uh, Yeah, we're not allowed to shove back. We're not allowed to talk, but they can talk about killing people. They can do videos about it, and it's not a problem. And we're going to talk about how they're talking about killing children when we come back. The baby has no input in this, as far as I'm concerned, says the late-term abortionist Leroy Carhart. We'll be right back. Thomas Jefferson predicted over 240 years ago that when our republic was in trouble in the future, it'd be the farmers that were close to the ground, close to reality, who actually worked for a living that would end up saving the nation. And today, the communist Chinese have banned all U.S. farming goods a week ago. And we've seen massive increases in polls, support for the president, and what he's doing in this trade war once China put pressure on our farmers. That's beautiful. Americans aren't going to be bullied, and we aren't going to back down. So to the... Joaquin Cruises and the Hillary Clintons of the world that want to intimidate people and tell us to back down, we're never going to give up. And all you've done is awaken the human spirit. And the human spirit lives at InfoWars.com and NewsWars.com. And I'm asking listeners, whatever you do, spread those links because we are the light in the dark of the night. We are the resistance. We are 1776 Worldwide. Fire! 
Robert Barnes, what has big tech become? Uh, big tech are big babies that have become big bullies. And the way they did so is because they faced no consequence, social, economic, political, or legal, for their illicit activities over two decades. And because of that, that's why the courts, the judges, the juries, the members of the independent free press that care about this, the ordinary members of the public and the audience that care about this, have to bring real social, political, economic consequence to their course of conduct. Otherwise, they will never change. And they will become the big tech oligarchs, the equivalent to the big trust of the 19th century, who ran American politics and ran American economy almost into the ground until we were able to recover after the Great Depression. The InfoWars audience is the fuel that flames the, the, the light of liberty across the world to make real the actions of independent free speech, to make real the original promise of an independent free press. Real collusion is big tech and big media manipulating and working with each other to try to meddle with elections, to try to shake people's thoughts. And then the whopper of telling us the whole time it's not happening. It's the ultimate form of gaslighting. What you just saw isn't what you just saw. Even it is what, what you just saw. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Welcome back. Let's talk about a tale of two murders. Yeah, is abortion murder? Is it the killing of a baby? Well, we've got a uh, a late-term abortionist who in the past has said, uh, yeah, it's just cleaning meat out of a crock pot. That's what I do. I clean meat out of a crock pot. And now he said, yeah, yeah, I kill babies. So what? You know, we look at some recent stories. Going back to the end of June, and these came out right at the same time. Two stories out of the UK, a tale of two murders. We had an eight-month pregnant uh, murder victim. She was named, named uh, as Kelly Mary Favrell in the UK. We have a lot of knife attacks that are happening in and around Sadiq Khan's London. And she was a victim of one of these knife attacks. She was eight months pregnant. She died. Her baby boy, as they reported in the UK papers, her baby boy. Now, remember, uh, we just had an individual ask Beto O'Rourke. He said, well, I was born on September the 9th, such and such a year, 1989, I think he said. Uh, Was I uh, not worthy of life on September the 8th, a day earlier, according to you? Well, you know, quite frankly, nothing has really changed between those two days, really. And it really hasn't changed in the mind of Beto O'Rourke either because Beto O'Rourke thinks that on the day that you're born, you could be killed. That's what Ralph Northam thinks. You know, you just set the baby over there on the side and let it die. And now if you actually put it out of its misery, like Kermit Gosnell, then you could go to jail. But if you just set it over on the side and let the baby die, then that's no problem, right? So, yeah, <clears throat> there's no difference, according to Beto. The day before he's born, the day he was born, either one. Kill him. Kill him. But let's go back to this case. So you have the epidemic of knife crime in Sadiq Khan's London. And uh, this young woman, 
uh, aged 26, died from injuries at the scene. Again, another newspaper there says her child was delivered and taken to the hospital. But wait a minute. This is, she was only eight months pregnant. How could this be a child? A 37-year-old uh, man has been arrested on suspicion of murder. And uh, the detective chief inspector said this is a horrific incident in which a young mother has lost her life and her child, her child, is critically injured. I believe they were able to save the life of the child that was eight months old. But the abortionist wants you to be able to kill a child even if it survives the attempt at abortion, the attempt to rip it apart limb by limb. And then at the same time that was coming out, uh, these both happened the last week of June. At the same time, you have a, a knife attack on a pregnant woman, eight months pregnant. They kill her, but they were able to save the baby. Then you have the U.K. court ordering a forced abortion. Because why? Because the pregnant mother was disabled. So I'm trying to get my head around the contradiction here. So if the mother wants the baby, we are told by these people, then it is a baby and it's not a fetus and you can't kill it. And if you were to do a violent attack, if this person were to have killed the baby as well as the pregnant woman, the eight-month-old baby, he would have been charged with two counts of murder, right? Because the mother wanted the baby. Now, if the mother doesn't want the baby, the mother or the abortionist can kill the baby and it's not a problem. But here you have a situation where the court doesn't want the baby, but the mother does. And the pregnant woman who is disabled and her mother both want the baby. Not only that, but there's a social worker involved. And uh, this, this woman has mental development disabilities. And she has a social worker. And the social worker and the mother and the, uh, the mother of the pregnant woman and the pregnant woman, all three of them, want the baby to be born. But there's a judge who says no. And the judge put out a court order to force an abortion. Now, how does that work? Because I thought if the mother wanted the baby, it's a baby, right? Uh, they uh, said a British judge has ordered, authorized doctors to perform an abortion on a pregnant Catholic woman with developmental disabilities. Uh, despite the objections of the woman's mother and the woman herself, the woman is 22 weeks pregnant. And um, uh, the mother said, just like we saw with Terry Chavo's parents, I will take care of her. I'll take care of the baby. Please don't kill the baby. Nah, I want the baby killed, said the, the judge. Uh, and this judge, to give you some background of her, her name is uh, Levin. As a lawyer, Levin, the judge who ordered the execution of the baby, has appeared in court before in cases concerning abortion. In 2011, she argued that British women should be permitted to medically abort their pregnancies at their own homes instead of at a hospital. Five years later, she argued in court that Northern Ireland's abortion laws were a violation of the UK's Human Rights Act. In uh, 2017, she said Northern Ireland's abortion laws were akin to torture and that they were discriminatory. Oh, and by the way, uh, this woman who has developmental problems, she has a mental capacity of a grade school age child. Her mother doesn't, however. Uh, both she and her mother are black. They are Nigerian immigrants. They are women of color. And you have this privileged white woman who loves abortion Debating that the baby be killed. It's almost a throwback to Margaret Singer and the origins of Planned Parenthood, isn't it? 
And then what they did at the last minute, they were able to have other judges to overturn the forced abortion order from that privileged white woman against the woman of color from Nigeria. A court of appeals judges said the wishes of the expectant mother and her her own mother and their social worker that the unborn child not be aborted must be respected. Saved at the last minute by an appeal. But how do we how do we decide this? You know, the Washington Examiner. At the same time, same week, all this happened the last week of June. The headlines from the Washington Examiner, the absurdity of charging a shooting victim for the death of her own child in utero, in other words, an unborn baby. This was an Alabama grand jury. They indicted a woman for manslaughter after another woman fired a shot that killed the first woman's unborn child. So she's just pregnant, and she gets shot by another woman. And the baby dies. And they're charging her with the murder of her own child. Uh, They said, even the woman who fired the shot that killed the child in utero says she doesn't think the first woman should be charged with manslaughter. Now, the idea behind all of this is that the formerly pregnant woman started the fight. She precipitated the fight. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, if a a mother is uh, damages the unborn child with alcohol or drugs, they come after the mother. Now, that's basically the principle that the grand jury is applying here. You may or may not agree with that. But the bottom line is it brings up some very interesting points about when life begins. See, we don't really have any disagreement about when life begins. We just have a disagreement about whether or not we respect it. Do we respect life We don't respect life. And if you don't respect life, they're not going to respect your God-given rights or your individual liberty either. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The globalists are hyper-competitive, scientific dictators. They are technocrats. They are control freaks in their own words. And they believe allowing you to live your own life and make your own decisions gets in the way of their great destiny to merge with AI gods. Now, we're fighting them hard in cyberspace. We're fighting them hard right here in the third dimension. But one of the biggest places that we neglect to forget that we've really got a lot of control in our lives is our bodies. If I wasn't taking the highest quality supplements from InfoWarsLife.com, I couldn't do it. That's why we decided to take our original Secret 12 that was incredibly high quality medical bottleman and double the strength of it in a new formula, Ultra 12. Ultra 12 is undoubtedly the strongest, highest quality B12 over-the-counter that you're going to find anywhere. It is amazing. Experience pure methacobalamin B12 for yourself and fund the second American revolution against the tyrants at InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWarsLife.com, or 888-253-3139. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Decoding the mainstream propaganda. It's The David Knight Show. Welcome back. I just... Talked about the case of two murders in the UK uh, late June and also a case in Alabama. A woman who was pregnant who provoked a fight. They got in an argument. The baby was killed as a result of that. And they charged a woman who provoked the fight. 
you had the situation in the UK where a person with a knife, which has become unfortunately very common there, kills a pregnant woman, and uh, but they were able to save her child, even though she was eight months pregnant. They worked very hard to save the child. Uh, the idea that <clears throat> it is a child if the mother wants it, it's not a child if the mother doesn't want it. And yet you also had in the UK a judge, even though the mother wanted the baby, even though the grandmother wanted the baby, even though the social worker wanted the baby, a liberal white woman who loved abortion wanted to force an abortion of a mentally challenged woman of color, a Nigerian immigrant. And it was eventually stopped by a court of appeal. So how do we slice this, right? How do we cut the baby? What would Solomon do with all this? Uh, it, it's kind of interesting. I've talked about this before when I did a paper candidacy as a congressional candidate back in North Carolina. Uh, again, this was in the days before there was independent media, before there was internet, before there was social media. About the only way that you could get out there and talk to people about things was to run for office. So I did that. I was able to get on some radio interviews. I was able to get into a PBS debate, a PBS candidate forum, and so forth. But uh, the corporate media would completely censor us and keep us out of their debates. Uh, and that wasn't going to happen. But we could get on with PBS at the time. And so it was worthwhile doing it. But the thing that came out of all that is I would do the interviews on radio and so forth. Uh, and people ask me, uh, because most of my positions were very much like uh, the conservative Republicans except I actually believed in defending the rights of people to have constitutional carry and things like that. I, I actually believed in the Second Amendment and not just a portion of it. I actually believed in a free market economy, not a government-regulated economy with slightly lower taxes than the Democrats. Uh, so on most of those things, I'd lean, well, you're kind of like a, an ultra-conservative Republican or something. But, but what is all this about the war on drugs? And it's like, well, you know, you understand that it isn't working. It's, it's backfiring on us, and the government has no authority to do it, that type of thing. I really believe the Constitution. Uh, that's why I oppose the war on drugs, not because I support the use of drugs. I don't. And then they would ask me about abortion. Because, uh, and I would, at first, was, I'd never had to face that situation personally, uh, my wife and I. And so I, I hadn't really thought about it. I'd heard all the establishment rhetoric about it. I'd heard, uh, for the most part, most of the people in the Libertarian Party. There was a pro-life uh, sector of the Libertarian Party. Um, but uh, for the most part, it was like, you know, it isn't your business. Get out of our lives type of attitude. And I said, yeah, I kind of agree with that, except what happened during that congressional race was that uh, late-term abortion came up for the first time. And... Uh, I looked at that and it's like, uh, wait a minute, partial birth abortion? What, what is that? And when I looked at that, it was an awakening. So all these people have been saying all this time that it's not a baby. They don't believe that. They will kill a full-term baby and they call it partial birth abortion. They keep one toe inside the mother and we can kill this full-term baby. And I said, no, I can't support that. I can't support that. Uh, that is just murder, and it is murder. And now we have a late-term abortionist who absolutely uh, – the BBC reporter, Hillary Anderson, is really shocked at what this guy has to say. Let's roll the clip, video clip number one. What counts as 
a medical need, in your view? I mean, if the woman is really stressed about her pregnancy, I, I qualify it has, her for has a... to get more to the point of depression, not not mm-hmm. just stress. And it, it fit within my confidence of what we could do safely, I would do that. Right up until when? Late? 38 weeks? 39 weeks? I don't know. That you're not comfortable saying? I'm, no, I'm not going to say that. That's yeah. got legal implications. To the implications. fetus, it makes no difference whether it's born or not born. The baby has no input in this as far as I'm concerned. But it's interesting that you use the word baby because a lot of abortionists <laughs> won't use that. Oh, they'll, I, use, yeah, they'll, they'll use the word fetus because they don't I, want to acknowledge that there's, I, that I there's a life. So I, I, I think that it is a baby, and I, tell our, I use it with the patients. And you don't have a problem with Absolutely killing not. a baby? I have no problem if it's in the mother's uterus. Wow. 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 That comes out of LifeSite News. You heard that? He says, the baby. And she says, oh, wait a minute. You use the word baby. You're not supposed to say baby. You're not a baby killer. Remember, you are an abortionist. You are an abortion rights provider. You're providing health care. You are an abortion. That's the AP style rules. You don't say that you're pro-life or pro-choice in the articles, according to the AP. You must use their style rules. You are to say that you're either pro-abortion rights or you're anti-abortion rights. That's what the AP says. And so this BBC reporter says, well, you use the word baby. You're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say fetus, which is Latin for baby. (laughs) It's interesting you use the word baby because most abortionists won't use that. They'll use the word fetus because they won't, don't want to acknowledge it. And he cuts her off. As Breitbart points out, he says, I'm not going to play that semantics game, essentially. He says, oh, I think it is a baby. And I use the word with patience. To the fetus, it makes no difference whether it's born or not. The baby has no input in this as far as I'm concerned. Baby doesn't have any input. You know, yeah. Look, you don't have any input when it comes to providing health care for your kids. You know, fluoride in the water, you don't have any input in this. You're just a slave, right? You don't have any input into whether or not you want to have CBD, oil, medical marijuana. You don't have any input in that. We don't care about your consent. Uh, if we want to give you a vaccine, we'll give you a vaccine. We don't care about your input. They don't care about the baby's input. There is no such thing as human rights with these people. Oh, but we'll talk about abortion rights. Uh, And she says, and you don't have a problem with killing a baby? You're calling yourself a baby killer. That's what the other side calls us. Don't do that, says the BBC reporter. He goes, yeah, I have no problem killing a baby if it's in the mother's uterus. What difference does that make? It's just like a guy saying, well, I have no problem killing a baby if it's in a baby carriage or if it's in a car seat or if it's in a crib, right? What's the difference with that? You know, what time period here? 38 weeks, 39 weeks? You know, you have any kind of limits? Well, I'm not going to talk about that. Why? Because that's got legal implications, right? And this is the same guy who in the past has reported in 2013 live action reported that he compared the baby in a womb to, quote, meat in a crock pot. And he joked that his abortion toolkit had included a pickaxe and a drill bit. In 2016, the House Select Investigative Panel on Infant Lives, uh, and that was convened as response of, uh, in response to that uh, Center for Medical Progress, 
doing the undercover investigation, uh, trying to, you know, soliciting, which is what it, – it's what investigations do all the time. They come in and say, well, you know, I'd like to buy uh, military secrets. You, you have access to military secrets in your job? Uh, you know, I work for China. I work for Russia. I'd like to buy some uh, military secrets. Said, sure, yeah. Okay, you're going to jail for espionage. Or you, the FBI comes in and says to somebody, um, I'd like to blow up uh, a building here. Uh, I'm with ISIS. Are you with me? Yeah, sure. I can help you do that. All right, you're going to jail for terrorism, right? But when they do this, as a, you know, say, I'd like to buy, I'd like for you to kill babies because I want to buy the parts. Sure, I want a Lamborghini. You, that, you know, now they're being prosecuted, persecuted, as a matter of fact, in California. I'll talk about the latest update on that, what's happening in the Center, Center for Medical Progress. But during those, uh, during those testimonies, it was announced that they would be investigating Carhartt since at least five of his abortion patients had been sent to the hospital from his clinic. But, of course, they never did that. It's just more grandstanding, empty grandstanding from the GOP. It's just heavy, heavy, heavy. Make no mistake, it's, we're not in Kansas anymore. We're not in Kansas anymore. If you have a corrupt media, you don't have a democracy. I don't think we've seen division like this in America since Vietnam. Because it's a form of fascism. The High Court will examine free speech rights and social media. Multiple online platforms have now taken down content associated with Alex Jones and Infowars. First they come for Alex Jones, everyone else like Domino's would fall. We're not in Kansas anymore. You can't watch this. The movie. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. What you have witnessed is the biggest development in free speech in the Western world's history. This is a digital, AI-enforced gag order. Not to say the name Alex Jones or InfoWars.com. This is Nazi Germany level. This is racketeering. This is cartels. Mr. President, we need your help. We need it now. You can take on big tech. They saw InfoWars as a dominant, independent, anti-war, pro-human, pro-sovereign, pro-family, populist organization. So they thought, first they come for Alex Jones. Then when people say, okay, take him off the air, everyone else like dominoes would fall. The way to fight back is to support InfoWars now more than ever and make it a standard of freedom and free speech. Understand that they believe they can take us down, they'll take everybody else down.